What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. My name's Quinn. And it is hat day here at Comics Collective. Uh, but before we talk about that, let's go ahead and pull out your phone, pull out your tablet, pull out all of the stuff that you go on social media on, including your hats. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok and Twitter at ComicsCollectI3. Facebook and Instagram at Comics Collective. Wow. Let's go ahead and jump into it today. Today we are going to be talking about uh, the big crossover that's going to be happening on CW, which with everybody leaving the CW, I honestly did not think was even going to happen anymore. But we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about what we've been reading this week. And we're going to do a little bit of a uh, little buying and selling. Yep. 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 Going to play yep. a little game of buy and sell. But you there know what? Go. This is a special week, Nick. Do you know why it's a special week? Why is that? That's because Shang-Chi is coming out this week. Oh, yeah. The old wrong pronunciation. Shang-Chi. <laughs> oh, man. Shang-Chi. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm excited. Uh, as a recording, uh, I am going tomorrow night. And I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to. This is a must see in theaters for myself. I am excited that it is going to be the first Marvel movie that has hit theaters only since the pandemic and uh yeah i'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped yep. um but, i want uh i want everyone to go out and go see this so we can uh we can uh put a middle finger to disney's um uh ceo i forget what his name is uh, not bob not bob Iger, but the guy that replaced him because he called yeah. this a uh an interesting experiment yeah, uh, which is pretty rude. So, uh, yeah, go support your uh, your local uh, your local theater chain. I know mm -hmm. they need your business. So, oh, yeah. And the drive-ins need some love. Let's let's go to drive-ins, man. I mean, that's yeah. got to make a comeback with this pandemic, right? Uh, one would hope one would hope. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're just lucky to have a drive-in nearby. There we go. Um, all right. Cool. So let's go ahead and talk about this crossover. Um and like I said, man, I don't know how you feel about it, but I did not think that there was another going to be an, another crossover with pretty much everybody leaving um, or gone yeah. or all that shit. So, I mean, what are your overall thoughts and feelings on this? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, the flash is doing a crossover within its own, um, show. So it's not going to be, uh, crossing the shows that are left is just going to be within the flash. It's going to be the first five episodes, I believe. And it's called Armageddon. Um, I can tell you, uh, I'm not the biggest DC fan in general for comics, but I know that Armageddon Ooh. was not a, I know but Armageddon was a, uh, eighties or nineties series. I can't remember if Sonny was here. He could be able to tell you, but I don't remember hearing it being that exciting, but it's probably just a name only. Let's be honest. They're probably calling it Armageddon because something is happening and that's why they got to bring in all these people. But uh, it's going to be the Flash's first uh, five episodes uh, when they kick off season eight in November. And so they are bringing back a bunch of alumni that have either uh, left the show or some that are still on it. So they have like Brandon Routh is back as, as the Adam. Uh, Cress Williams is coming back as uh, Black Lightning. Um, Kat McNamara is coming back as Mia Queen from Arrow. Uh, and then they're also bringing back uh, who else? Sentinel from 
Supergirl, and they're bringing back Batwoman. They're not bringing back. They're bringing in Batwoman from the current Batwoman line. So, um, I am apprehensive. <laughs> I am apprehensive about this. I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like this was more of a move to. Uh, but lack of a better term, uh, like covering their tracks, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. know that they've lost a lot of people on Flash and they realize their season is only going to be as long as every other season. So they thought, you know, well, let's make this jam packed and exciting to get everybody mm-hmm. on board the very start of the season. And mm-hmm. hopefully people stick around for the ending. Um, I'm not going to lie. This might bring me back. This might bring me back. Um, I've I've heard from my father that this i guess this past season so last season got better um compared to what they did after the crisis crossover because he was Mm. just like oh god this is so confusing like you know there's this random guy that who's just like in team flash now that just came out of nowhere and all kinds of stuff so uh, it, it's the black guy. I can't remember his name. He was Chester. the one that they, yeah. And they, I know they like saved him in like a one-off episode, and then all of a sudden he was just part of the team. So uh, <laughs> uh, I, I haven't personally experienced his character yet, so I can't speak on him. Um, I mean, he he's a he's Cisco's replacement, and that's that's okay. what the the buildup was for it. You know, I mean, I'm assuming okay. they knew what was going to happen and all that stuff, so they yeah. built that up for that. Uh, I mean, he's he's pretty much the same as Cisco, just okay. A little, I would say, a little goofier, but it's pretty I'm, much the I'm same. I'm no stranger to cast replacements. I'm a fan of Criminal Minds, and they have shuffled a lot of that team over the years. And by the end of the last season, which is what it sounds like for Flash, they had pretty much a brand new cast that did not start the show, other than a few mainstays. It sounds like that's kind of where the Flash is going. Yeah, I um, wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if uh what the season 8 is coming up. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they do do a season 9 and then all of a sudden they're just like, "Oh yeah, um Grant Gustin quit, so uh we're just replacing him." I can't see them actually making a season 9, but I feel like they're going to try harder than they probably have in the last two seasons to make sure that this one is actually like not um uh they, meddling you know they, just just kind of you know filler episodes here and there and stuff like that they need to go out the way arrow did which arrow had a lot of towards the end crappy seasons yeah but i feel like the last season really hit home and i feel like that that was the arrow yeah. that we all knew and loved yeah now so uh that, yeah. yeah i mean I know that everyone's kind of thrown into a false sense of security when that kind of thing happened. Uh, would you call Arrow a still a good show just because they had a good wrap up? I mean, yes, because I feel okay. like there's a lot of shows out there. I, I, I can't name one off the top of my head that's had, you know, six, seven or eight seasons. And I've been like wow every season of that show is fantastic like it's you know i recommend the whole the whole series 100 you don't have to skip an episode or anything like that yeah I, I can't think of one show that's run that long and that hasn't had that issue so i yeah i would say arrow has had more good seasons than bad seasons 
and that having a good wrap up season to the series is is a must have if it didn't and it was just a show that had like a you know a crappy wrap up and and crappy seasons leading up to that you know like r.i.p dexter um you know as much as i love that show they're they're course they're course correcting that one too hopefully (laughs) yep um but uh you know they had crappy seasons and then it led up to a crappy ending yeah and that just made everything crappy except the first like four seasons no, and no yeah. one, no one wants to watch past that. So, yeah, I would definitely to answer your question now in a shorter answer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. Now, is there anyone in particular that is coming back that you are like crazy excited to see? No. No. Really? No. no. Okay. I. Uh, I mean, I love Brendan Ralph. Uh, Ralph. Is that how you say it? Ralph? Ralph. 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 It's, it, oh, it's is it Ralph or Ralph? Ralph TH. Okay. So wreck yes. it. Ralph. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily not excited to see him. Like, I love his character in the show. You know, I love the fact when he played Adam, he was very good at it. And then God, the crossover when he played Superman again, that was fantastic. Um, yeah. But no, not necessarily. I'm <laughs> definitely not excited for Mia Queen. Um, I even though she was, you know, pretty pivotal in the last part of Arrow, I just yep. wasn't too interested. Now, wasn't she the character that was going to get the spinoff show that they canceled? Her, yeah, her and the girl who played Laurel, Laurel Lance. And then um, okay. the fuck was the other one? There was another girl. I can't remember. I, but either way, if that spin out spinoff had happened, maybe mm. I would have changed my mind. But for what the for what she ended up doing, it just wasn't it wasn't doing it for me. Gotcha. Um, what was the other person you said was coming back? Um. So There's yeah, it was, hold on. So yeah, it was Mia Queen. It was somebody from Supergirl. I don't that Supergirl. girl. Oh, uh, Sentinel. Not yeah, sure who really Sentinel is. Which Supergirl is also wrapping up too. As long as I it's on its it final all... season or it's done. I I don't know. I want to say it's done. I didn't know many people that were still watching Supergirl. Uh, Sonny may have fallen off of that, too. I can't remember. Now, Superman and Lois, that's a show that you need to watch. Yeah, I need to finish. I need to finish that. It's still on the CW app. They're going to keep it on there because that's what their thing is, is that they take episodes off usually. But for their first seasons, they always keep the first seasons available. Mm-hmm. It it is absolutely going to be something that's on my list because I really loved it. There's no reason why I dropped it off other than uh, a break. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that hasn't disappointed me, and everyone told me that the finale was still just as good. So yeah, I haven't caught up with it either. I'm a couple episodes okay. behind, but yeah, no, it's great. And while yeah. we're on that subject, and I know this is off on tangent, yeah. but that's what we do here. Can we please? Please stop letting Diggle menace in other TV shows and not be Green Lantern. Can we stop yeah. this? I need I need the CW to stop. Like, hey, on wh- on the topic, so <laughs> Tom Tom Canova, who's the guy who played uh, Wells in Flash, yep. is the yeah. one that directed the finale for Superman Lois. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't yeah. know that. That's a fun yeah. fact. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I just. <sighs> 
I don't understand why this first off, why this man is still around and in other shows like it. just. Um, I guess because he's just like that direct connection to um, Green Arrow, even though he's not around anymore. Yeah, like I don't get it, man. Like yeah. they, I just feel like that they have him around for a reason. They got to be working yeah. on something. Is just, he like a regular on a different TV show now? Or is he just popping uh, up different places on a different CW show? Yeah. No, he's not a regular no. on any. No, yeah, I'm he's surprised he's not a regular up. on Flash. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah, he's popped up on Flash. He's popped up on Superman, Lois, Batwoman, mm. and literally everything that's going on right now. He's popped up in CW wise. Like that. I mean, or give the man his own show. I mean, I'd, I'd probably yeah. watch it. Watch it. You know. Yeah, maybe. You <laughs> <laughs> sounded so unsure of yourself. You're like, ah, will I watch it? <laughs> I mean, he's he's a good actor. I definitely enjoyed yeah. him on Arrow. Um, I don't know what it would necessarily be about. Maybe you know, maybe make an Argus TV show. I don't know yeah. if I'd watch that, but Argus miniseries. Yeah, there we go. You sure, know, a, a show that lasted a season. I'd, I'd take that. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. but anyway, yeah. Um, crossover overall. I yeah. am not optimistic. I am excited, but I'm not too optimistic. Um, fingers crossed it'll bring you back and help you finish the Flash show. Yeah, um, did I did I hear a rumor that Batwoman was ending after season three, or am I just imagining that? Nope. That is that is what's going around. Um, okay. And I, I can see that because of the... I mean, I don't know about you, but we've. I feel like... I kind of felt this coming. The fact that they just changed, not saying that the changing character was bad. Like I definitely mm-hmm. like Ryan Wilder as a character yeah. and I like the whole setup that they did, but it's just the, the change, man. Yeah. It's really what the change just did it in, you know? Um, yeah. And then bringing back Kate Kane is a different actor. Like, I don't think that that was a move that needed to be done. I See, I think it, it was a move that needed to be done if that's the route that they were taking. Like, I, like if they had just stuck with Kate Kane's character, I feel like that actress would have been fine in the role. Yeah. But, the, but the thing is that they brought her back just to the character, not the, the actress. Yeah. Uh, they brought the character back just to wrap up that story. And that's what puts a sour taste in my mouth mm-hmm. you know i mean I, yeah if, if yeah. they if, if they had not done that and just kept down the whole you know batwing and uh you know batwoman path i, I yeah i would probably fell in love with the rest of the show but just yeah. the, that that whole thing like you said it just definitely put a sour taste there Yeah, I mean, they were in a they were in a pretty strange position to start with they could either continue on which would be the easy route but change up the lead actress, which was going to be the gamble, or they could mm-hmm. introduce a new character into that. And then they still got to wrap up stuff from Kate Kane's era. So yeah, they, they had a hard time, but I feel like they, for the most part, pulled it off. You know, and I'm no creative director, nor am I, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm, I'm not the man or whatever it is referring to when it comes to the TV shows. But one thing that I think that may have worked would be if they, instead of bringing a new actor for Batwoman, just went with the Batwing thing and had Luke Fox yeah. start taking that up, you know? Okay. Yeah, no, I can see that. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, I don't know how you market that show. You know what I mean? Like, it would have to be a new show. It couldn't be Batwoman season two, per se, but... Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know how they would go about it, but I think that that would have been maybe a smart move. You know, maybe just yeah. left Batwoman season one at that and then change it to Batwing. I don't fucking yeah. know. I don't know. But, and that and that's why things are uh, not not working out. So yeah. <laughs> everybody's just sitting at, sitting at the table, throwing their hands. I don't know. You got yeah, me, like, man. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy to screw it up. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a good idea. Is this a good idea? No, 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 no. no. I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. Because it can't just be an idea. It's got to be a multi-million dollar idea because, you know, people's people's money are being thrown at it. So, yeah. (laughs) On the other hand, uh, Batman in Titans has become more Batman, even though he's technically not in the show right now. But, yeah, you know, he's definitely been more on point with Batman this season than anything. Uh, (laughs) So I'm definitely loving that. If you guys don't watch Titans, got to watch it. Quinn, you got to watch it. You got to jump on the train. The Red Hood season has been fantastic. Okay, absolutely right. fantastic. Um, I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot now that I don't have to pay for DC Universe and or DVDs. So yeah, you know, yeah. I already have HBO Max, so that's no uh, no loss except for time if it's not good for me. But you know, we'll see. Yeah. And Doom Patrol. I mean, I got to catch up on season two, yes. and now season three is starting up. So I definitely want to do yeah. that. Uh, absolutely love the actor who plays Cyborg. You yeah. Know. Well, after I uh, after I finish True Detective, I will have some time to uh, pick a new show, and I know that's on my list. So, cool. Um, yep. But let's go ahead and jump right into buy or sell. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play some buy or sell. Um, so, um, Marvel is uh, going to be doing something in honor of their 82nd birthday. Marvel has offered a sneak peek of their winter slate of comics. Uh, so there's going to be eight new titles that are all going to be mini series that are going to shake up the status quo and reshape the future of Marvel as we know it. That's an official quote. <laughs> uh, and the fun is going to be uh, begin in December. And we're going to play a game of buy or sell. So when we say buy, it means that we are going to pick up that comic. Sell is something that we might leave on the shelf. Now, um, I guess I'm going to read off the title of these things, and then we are going to go and uh, talk about whether we're going to pick it up. I already know your answer for the very first one. Okay. So uh, I'm getting this information from Superhero Hype. So if you hear me reading the description, it is coming from them. So thank you. Um, So it says the fun begins in in December with Devil's Reign. It's from uh, Chip Zdarsky. It's spinning out of the Daredevil run. Uh, the new miniseries fire, uh, finds Mayor Fisk banning all superhero activity in New York. As if, that, as if that isn't bad enough, he's also unleashing intel on all their dark secrets, all while pitting his team of Thunderbolts against many of the city's vigilantes. Buy or sell de- on Devil's Right, Nick? Uh, yeah, just for the fact that it's uh, Chip Zdarsky and I've loved yeah. his Daredevil run. And it's still Marco. Oh, boy. Marco Cicchetto, I think is how you say that. So it's the exact same creative team, like down to the Fantastic. Arch. Oh, so, my yes. God. Yeah. Bye. OK. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy this as well. Uh, hopefully by that point, uh, there will be a second hardcover out for Daredevil. I can catch up mm-hmm. right in the time for the finale because everyone was as we, I think, talked about on the show, Daredevil is wrapping up in November. Yep. Then December is going to be like this last little bit of like lead in for that. 
And it's funny that you brought that up, too, because one of the uh, books that I called up on today was uh, What If for uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow. Oh, and yeah. And that ending, uh, spoiler. I, do, we, do, you, do you do spoiler warnings for comics? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, I would on for on week one. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. But speaking of that, you know, at the end, you know, you got Kingpin and he's like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to I'm going to ruin him. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ruin Peter Parker and all that stuff. And then he the. Whatever scientists bring out uh, the symbiote and all that stuff. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I just finished reading that today. Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely buying this. Oh, yeah. Definitely buying this. So the next one has me intrigued. All right. So this one says uh, Avengers Forever introduces a brand new twist on Earth's mightiest heroes, which features Tony Stark like we've never seen him before. Instead of the billionaire industrialist who moonlights as Iron Man, this version of Tony is an archaeologist who masquerades as the invisible Ant-Man. Alongside even more heroes from across the multiverse, Stark will tackle various new threats from this series from by Jason Aaron and Aaron Cooter. Buy or sell on Avengers Forever. That's that's a buy the first issue. Okay. that no, actually take that back. That's a read the first issue online and then make my decision because yes. You know, that's that's definitely a tough like middle ground. It sounds interesting, yes. but it also has potential to be really, really bad. Yes. And that is where I was going with that for myself. I would sell that only because uh, I love Jason Aaron. Mm. I have kind of hated his Avenger stuff. Ah. And I, I, I've been saying this from the beginning. I picked it up for the Moon Knight thing. Mm-hmm. And that event was really cool up until the end. And then it fell off again for me. Mm. And then, yeah, it just... I, I've never really seen him write a big team book before. And I'm starting to realize that he's really good with characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and not so much big picture ideas. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, Avengers was just not the kind of book that he's used to writing unfortunately yeah. i mean he's, well, he's had some good runs on like wolverine and he's he had all kinds of stuff at image and he's had a lot of really good stuff it's just avengers i just don't think is in his wheelhouse yeah. okay but yeah well. all right um the next one which is a big one that marvel is really pushing uh especially with uh ant-man coming soon is called timeless and Timeless prominently features Kang the Conqueror. It's the stacked creative team of Jed McKay and Kev Walker, who are the two people that are on the Kang the Conqueror series right now. Uh-huh. And it says they will provide a, uh, preside over a new story where Kang might, must fight his way through the coming year to protect the main 616 timeline that he's worked centuries to solidify as his own. The end result will also provide a first look at what's coming to the Marvel Universe in 2022. So that's that's going uh that's going to be a sell for me. Um okay. Only because I'm not a big Kang the Conqueror. I'm not super into it like enough to go out yeah. and buy it, you know. Yeah. So um this is a big buy for me uh because mm-hmm. I am a big Kang the Conqueror fan and even though there's only been one issue so far of the Kang the Conqueror mini series that I'm reading 
I really like where the, the direction is headed. And it seems like Jed McKay has a way of doing the Kang, the Kang, the conquer that is not overly complicated. Yeah. So in okay. that, in that regard, I feel like Kang is one of those people that you can make very complicated to the average reader. And Jen mm -hmm. McKay has found a good balance between it, and I want to see what's next for that. Cool. Especially because he seems to be the big bad guy that's coming to comics because he's going to be the big bad in the movies. Yep. So, um, the next one is actually a mix of two titles. Okay. So, uh, if you're into one, you're probably going to be into both. Um, I already know how Sonny is going to feel about this, but... Uh, Two new Wolverine titles from Benjamin Percy uh, kick off Marvel's 2022 slate. Both X Lives of Wolverine and X Deaths of Wolverine will follow the titular moment as he navigates uh, the second Krakoan age. Later in January. Oh, sorry. That's it. Sorry. That, that is the thing. So it's going to be following the titular mutant as he navigates the second Krakoan age. Okay. That's two. What's that? Who's the mutant? Wolverine. Oh, sorry. So, um, so it's okay. So okay. the first title is called X Lives of Wolverine. Okay. And the second one is called X Deaths of Wolverine. So are those two connected or is it just two different uh, titles? I would, I would imagine that they are connected because they're being written okay. by the same person. And it's the person that is currently writing Wolverine. Okay. So uh, it sounds like this is their lead in to like the second chapter mm -hmm. for mutants this seems like the x-men book i would say bye just because i don't really read a lot of wolverine books and mm -hmm. i definitely like to pick and choose the ones that sound pretty good and i'm down for this one okay um i am going to say tentatively sell okay uh, i want to know more information because i am not currently reading the new Wolverine book, but I want to know how much this is going to mean for the overall like X line going forward. So that's probably why I would read it. Okay. Not so yeah. much to follow Wolverine. I really like Wolverine in team books. I've never been one to follow his solo stuff. Okay. Um, okay. So the next one is in January rainbow Rowell. I don't know who that is, have to say. We'll launch a new She-Hulk series where Jennifer Walters tries to resume her law career. That is, until a friend from her past comes knocking with a mystery that she can't resist. Buy or sell on She-Hulk. You go first, because I'm still thinking. Um, I am going to say sell for now. I am not super interested in She-Hulk. Again, that's another character I really like in team books. I typically wouldn't read her solo stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I mean, pretty much the same reason. Like, yeah. you know, she she showed up in Immortal Hulk right now, and I enjoyed that. But, yeah. you know, I just, I, I wouldn't read a solo book. No, That's fair. All right. Uh, the next one, which seems to be the most exciting sounding prospect to a lot of people okay. is and I will give you some background on this after I read it but it says finally February we'll see the release of Fantastic Four Reckoning War that, that's by Dan Slott that will write the miniseries which uh, features artists like uh, Carlos Pacheo who is currently on Fantastic Four and Rachel Scott um, 
the reason why a lot of people are very excited about this title in particular is because Marvel has been subtly dropping references about the Reckoning War for the last 12 fucking years. Okay. Um, I, we have no idea what it means. We have no idea what the book is about. But it's been teased in different various older events. And, I mean, there used to be this character named Gravity. I don't know if you remember Gravity from uh, We Play Hero Clicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but Gravity was a big character, and he talked about it, and it was supposed to be the, like this grand war that was supposed to happen in the future that's like supposed to come to pass. And that's the only reason why I am mildly excited about it, but I hate Dan Slott. So I am on the fence about this one. This might be an online read and then maybe a physical purchase later for me. You would buy just because the way you put it, suspense yeah. and building up and all that stuff. Yeah. I always have interest in those kinds of things. So I'll, I'll do That's a buy. On, on. Okay. Um, and then the last one, I feel like I know how we're both going to swing this way. My girlfriend's going to feel otherwise, but it says, then we can also look forward to a moon girl and devil dinosaur series. However, no creative team for this book has been announced yet. That's a sell. So that's a sell. Yeah, that's a sell for me. Uh, I will be probably picking up issues because my girlfriend is obsessed with devil dinosaur moon boy and devil dinosaur moon girl. So she's going to be very excited about this one. <laughs> I just I just couldn't get into the characters. You know, I just couldn't get behind them. Yeah. I don't that there's anything wrong with what they're doing with it, but I just not yeah. for me. Yeah. So those are the uh, the titles coming out uh, one more time. I'm going to run down a couple of those. Uh, so Devil's Reign, Avengers Forever and Timeless are coming out in December of 2021, probably around Christmas time. Uh, January 2022 is going to see the X lives and X deaths of Wolverine and She-Hulk and Reckoning War. And then February of 2022 is going to be Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh, so uh, happy birthday to Marvel's 82nd birthday. Good Lord. It's a long time. Uh, DC's even longer. (laughs) DC's been around for... What, 30 years longer than that, I think. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> May the king live forever. Whew. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, there's a lot happening with Marvel, which is a good thing. Because uh, I have a lot of books that will be ending around that time or beforehand. Um, one of them I am currently reading right now. Which is the current Spider-Man series. And mm-hmm. Sinister War. Sinister War literally wrapped up today. I'm literally in the middle of reading the last issue. Um, but yeah, that's going to be ending. Justice League or Last Ride is going to be ending around that point. A um, couple other books because um, I'm reading a lot of miniseries right now. That seems to be the way I'm going these days. Well, that's a perfect segue. Let's go ahead and yeah. jump right into what we've read. Yeah. Heck yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go. Um, so, uh, I've been doing a lot of catching up and one of the things that I want to talk about that I've been reading is going to be Gotham future state. Uh, interesting. Okay. Yep. It is very interesting. Yeah. It's not like an annual or something drop for that today. 
Or Future State Gotham? Yeah, I think so. If if it wasn't just another issue, I think it was an annual. I can't remember. Um, but the beginning was fantastic. Fell in love. Good. Red Hood. If you've read any of the Future State stuff, Red Hood is now become part of the Peacekeeper Corps mm. and is essentially, you know, undercover trying to get things done. Mm-hmm. This particular last issue that I read was lackluster. The reason I say that mm-hmm. is because it's lacking Red Hood. It's lacking the new Batman. And it's a extremely heavy on Punchline and Harley Quinn, which I have absolutely. Let me make this clear. I have zero interest in Punchline. Zero. That's interesting. Interest. I know a lot of people were very excited about the prospect of Punchline when she came out. Yeah, I just. I, I mean, think, I don't know if everyone feels that way now that we've gotten more of her, but yeah, we've gotten a shit ton of her, you know, yeah. I just, it's like, we can't get enough of her now, apparently. Yeah. But you know, I have, I, I personally have zero interest. In, I am a hardcore Joker and Harley fan and okay. I will forever stick by that. But essentially the last issue that I read was uh, just her Harley and, and punchline going at it about, how she's leaving Gotham and Harley's trying to take her down and all this other shit. And it's just, it was a snooze fest, man. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty boring. Okay. Hey, you know what? Not every book is like fantastic. So. Wow. Okay. I mean, Hey, some, sometimes even your favorite series has that one issue. You're like, Oh man, it's in the trash. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the one more that I wanted to talk about was also, gonna be the x-men book uh i don't understand really how this branched off or how this is different from well not necessarily that i don't understand how it's different but i don't understand why they made another series out of this but essentially it's the new x-men that formed that they chose at the hellfire hellfire gala yeah um and yeah you're the bigger one into this so correct me if i'm wrong but yeah uh, but yeah, that's pretty good. I enjoyed yeah. when they became the Power Rangers and, you know, <laughs> formed the Megazord. That was pretty cool. I literally showed that panel that you showed <laughs> into the group and I and I literally showed my girlfriend and I was like, hey, I gave her no context. I said, this is from an X-Men book. What do you think about this? And like, I just showed her the picture and not what you said underneath of it. Uh, and she's just like, are they the Power Rangers now? <laughs> and I'm just like, that's literally what Nick said. Yep. So... The yep. fact that like somebody who's not reading the book at all takes a look at that and immediately goes Power Rangers. It's not just you. Yeah. So <laughs> no, but I I think they pulled it off pretty well. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't infringe or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely enjoying it, man. Uh, I love the little scene that they had. I can't remember if it was in this one or the. I think it was the second one where uh, Gambit was playing poker with Thing and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple other different people. Wasn't some of them like villains too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a couple villains in there. So I, I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. But no, I'm enjoying it. I definitely like the new X-Men. Um, I am a big proponent that, uh, you know, regular Wolverine Logan isn't part of it. Uh, I think that when it comes to X-Men, we expect Wolverine logan to be there and i just i think it's good that he's not you know yeah um my personal opinion on the books is that i think they are fine but i feel like i need more time with it i feel like i need more time to make a a judgment as to whether i love this series or it's just okay because right now i'm just like 
it wasn't the last X-Men series. Let's put it that way. Like one is very high concept and very exciting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the other one, not so much. Um, I feel like it's, it's interesting, but just like you, you're like, how the hell did this happen? You know? Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think right now that it is fan, you know, it's fantastic. I don't think it's like, if you're an X-Men fan, you have to pick this one up, but yeah, you know, I, I, it's good. You know, it's, it's yeah. not fantastic. It's not bad. But it's, it's enjoyable. There. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. It's yeah. It's there. Yeah. What about you, buddy? What you um, got? So uh, let's see if there's not a giant glare on this. Um, so uh, this is card called Dark Ages. So Tom Taylor uh, was, I guess, invited to the Marvel office and they were like, hey, you know how like, you, you like totally ruined the DC universe and everybody loved it. We need you to do that again for us. <laughs> so, uh, so this is essentially his version and i and i hate to draw parallels but there are some uh of of deceased um in a way in a way so the the premise of this book uh for dark ages again i want to make that very clear go pick up this book i really like this book is um is uh, a long time ago like millions of years ago there was a celestial that was um his whole thing was that he was uh he was sucking in black holes and he had become corrupted and he became like like an unmaker god so he was like destroying universities he was destroying planets stars were being snuffed out to the point where uh the marvel gods had to intervene and they literally encapsulated him and built earth kind of around him um they couldn't destroy him so they kind of had to put him to sleep for like a couple billion years and he's finally awoken and the Marvel heroes try really hard to um, to stop him. Uh, however, he is created by technology. I mean, he's essentially like an ancient robot. Uh, and so Doctor Strange and Sue Storm and the Thing and Scarlet Witch and a couple of other people all go down to the core of Earth to try to like slow him down and stop him. Uh, it ends up with Doctor Strange needing to create a portal to another multiverse into which they have um, they have no um, technology there. And so uh, at the last second, Doctor Strange is murdered. And so that that portal stays open. And so now our world is now living without power. And so. Uh, that's kind of where the issue ends, but I mean, you can only imagine how devastating that is for year one. I mean, like they show like the helicarrier falling out of the sky, Iron Man falling out of the sky, you know, Peter Parker's web shooters aren't working. Like buildings are collapsing. People's pee, like a uh, heart, like he really puts like little details in there, like, like, uh, like pacemakers and people's hearts that had heart surgery, like stop working and people are dying. I mean, we don't really realize how much we use of technology on a daily basis just to get us by with something as simple as telling time. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was kind of the setup issue. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's really cool. We see like a steam, like a steam powered Iron Man's and uh, not steampunk, but steam powered Iron Man suit that was like teased as like one of the concept arts at the end of the issue. Um, but we've lost a lot of lives already. Uh, Ben, uh, Ben Grimm, like, you know, he tried to do his like punch it approach and like got like fucking obliterated. I mean, like there's nothing left of him. Um, Sue Storm was thrown into this other universe to save her because Scarlet Witch was brought in 
uh, as part of their crew because she uh, she can create uh, she can create life and create different parallel realities. And this thing like destroys them. So they were hoping that like her creating stuff and him trying to like destroy it was going to be enough to kind of give them time to like think of a plan while like Doctor Strange was like conjuring portals to like other multiverses and calling for their help and ended up with one that had no tech in it. So clearly he would not be able to like, you know, get more powerful. Yeah. Um. So it seems really cool the way this is done. The art is totally beautiful. Uh, it, it's it's on par or if not better than deceased. OK, uh, it's very like painterly. It's very, very well done. So this was a this was a big uh, this is a big book for me this week. I really, really loved this. Before um, you move on to the next one, I, I definitely want to mention yeah. that uh, I haven't I haven't read it yet, but yeah, I do like that there is a connection there between like what happened in deceased and mm-hmm. then what's going on here. But I like that it's still a connection, but it's still completely different. Yeah. You know, the whole this guy yeah. is clearly trying to tell us something about yeah. technology. Yeah, it, it's really cool, too. So like how it ends is that like there's like a seven year jump and you realize that this entire time Peter Parker is kind of like telling this is like a like a cautionary tale. And so they're like, you know, and like for the last seven years, like we've learned to like rebuild without technology and how to survive without it. And like, here's Mm. where we are now. And that's kind of where the issue like cuts off. But like in this issue, you see uh, his daughter's, you know, is I guess in the past seven years behind us now. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was a small child and she was already developing, um, uh, you know, spider spider abilities and things like that. So I guess we're going to be seeing her a little more prominently later on in the book now that she'll be, I guess, of elementary school age, I guess, at that point. Mm-hmm. Maybe middle school. I don't know. I can't I'm doing math in my head right now. It's just not a thing. Uh, but um, but yeah, it, it definitely grabbed me in the same way that Deceased did when I finally read that. And I knew this time, especially because it was set in the Marvel Universe, I did not want to miss this book by Tom Taylor because I did miss Deceased. I wrote it off as like another like dumb uh, zombie story. And I was proven totally wrong with that. And now like I adore those books. Um, but yeah, so I read that. And then uh, I am still in the middle of finishing this, but I feel like I can speak confidently on this. This is Sinister War Mm -hmm. um, by uh, Nick Spencer. This is supposed to be like the crossover to end um, the Spider-Man series. But the way that they did this book irritates me. I feel like Nick Spencer, this was supposed to be a story arc within Spider-Man. And someone in the office was like no no this is too much of a big idea this needs to be its own separate book uh truthfully and i just had this conversation with another fan the other day um sinister war does not read very well if you're not reading every other issue with the spider-man books that are also coming out the next week yeah so it's like you need to read like Sinister War one, but then Spider-Man 70 and then Sinister War two and then Spider-Man 71. Um, the the thing about this book is that it's supposed to be a, about this new villain, Kindred, and he has either resurrected or convinced Spider-Man's villains to all compete for their souls or on the line. 
mm-hmm. and that whoever wins will basically be able to get whatever their heart's desire is. Um, Nick, you think you just lost your camera? I did. Um, You're good. Keep going. Uh, okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um. Anyway. So the the problem with this book without getting into details about the book because that's not important for what I want to talk about um, Sinister War I feel like has too many good ideas and not enough time to tell it mm. so it's Spider-Man and he's fighting like I want to say it's six versions of six groups of Sinister Six does that make sense Yep. okay he's got about 30 something villains all coming at him at the same time trying to kill him Mm-hmm. That being said, I feel like the the setup was very interesting. The execution, I feel, has been very rushed. So, um, I feel like if it does come into like an omnibus form with Spider-Man, that would be the best way to read it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think this story arc, like, uh, I feel like every other story arc for Nick Spencer is just like either great or just okay. And I think this is just one of the just okay ones. Um, I feel like what's happening in actual Spider-Man is a lot more interesting because it's just wrapping up the kindred stuff because we still don't know what's going on with that because he's claiming to be Harry Osborn. We just learned last issue that he's got some kind of dealings going on with Mephisto. Uh, But there's like two different Harry Osborns all running around right now. So I'm very curious now that I know Mephisto is involved, what happened here and why is Mephisto involved? Yeah. And there's only about two issues left of this current Spider-Man um, uh, arc, I guess, or not arc, but creative team, like they're leaving the book. So this yeah. is going to be the wrap up of Nick Spencer's stuff. Uh, it'll By the end of the month, I will be speaking on how I felt about the series as a whole. But mm-hmm. this is probably where I'm leaving Spider-Man. I don't like where the new direction is going to go after this already. So uh, this is my farewell to Spider-Man for probably another couple of years. Adios. Yeah, it, it's kind of sad, but um, I don't really care to read a Spider-Man book that's going to be coming out more often than it already is by several different creative teams. So I feel like the quality is probably going to be like wonky and all over the place all the time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, Sinister War was, it was okay. Sinister War was okay. I, like I said, I have a couple more pages left that I'm reading of Sinister War four, but I can already tell you cause I flipped to the back of it that it's already advertising for the next Spider-Man issue. So it doesn't feel like finale anyway. Yeah. But, hmm. um, but I would absolutely recommend, please, 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 I implore you, go sell out Dark Ages. Dark Ages is so good. Oh, yeah. And this, I'll be this one was of those. A, yeah, this is one of those uh, books that was supposed to come out like way earlier in the, in the year because they shared a preview for this two free comic book days ago in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then I think because of the pandemic and everything, this book ended up being like late, very late. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that it's finally coming out. I don't remember if it's supposed to be four issues or six issues. It's probably going to be a six issues. But um, yeah, this looks like it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> cool. But yeah, I guess we can wrap it up there. Do you have any final thoughts for the people, Nick? Nope. Uh, definitely just go out buy some comics support your local comic book store like we say pretty much every week i feel like yep uh 
go see Shang Chi. Oh, also, uh, because Quinn is late to everything. Uh, Long Halloween Part Two just came out, like probably a couple weeks ago, and I just found out about it. So go check that out. Actually, you're not late to that because I, I don't know when the last time I checked was, but now I got to go pick it up. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> thank you. My wallet says thank you. You're welcome, wallet. I love to spend your money for you. <laughs> but uh, my name is Nick. My name's Quinn. And this is the Comics Collective. All right. Uh. Damn, how'd that webcam come out? <laughs> I don't even know what fucking happened. I'm just glad it lasted almost until the end there. Yeah.